what up what up welcome back to the sneaker enthusiast podcast my name is brian and each week my brother nacho and i sit down with a guest we geek out on sneakers we used to wear back in the day we talk about sneakers in the current rotation we talk sneaker news we interview people in the sneaker industry and basically if you're into sneakers you've made it to the right place for this week's episode we'll be interviewing patrick dempsey better known as sneaker grandpa on instagram if you have an instagram and you're a sneakerhead then Chances are pretty high that you've seen Sneaker Grandpa's post in your feed at some point. Um, if you've never seen his IG, it's just a bunch of like really cool. It's like it's just a bunch of on feet looks, but the man has exquisite, exquisite taste in sneakers. Like his taste in sneakers is so good that I feel like it. Like they're like I know myself and I know my taste, but I feel like he knows my taste even better. Like his IG feed is just like I'm going shopping. Like I'm just looking at like, ooh, what is this shoe? What is that shoe? He just has a really good taste in sneakers, and he's super dope. Sneaker Grandpa. We're gonna be talking to him a little later on in the show. But as is tradition here on the show, before we interview our guests, we get into our weekly segment that we call Wear One, Remake One, Erase One. And if this is your first time here, don't trip. The rules are super simple. Each week, I post a graphic in our Facebook group of three sneakers. This week, we're doing. We're, this week is Yeezy edition, so we're doing the Yeezy four fifties, the crazy looking ones. You know what the well, they all look crazy, but you know which ones I'm talking about the 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 ones that look like a I don't know, man. They look like alien. They look like alien feet shoes. And then uh, we'll talk about that in a second here in this segment. And then we're doing. We're also doing the uh, Yeezy Boost Seven Hundred, the the sun colorway, and we're doing the uh, foam runners, the ones that look. Those are also wild. They, they're they're like slip on. They're kind of like Yeezy Crocs, and they look like Squidward's feet. So we're doing those three shoes. And our listeners comment on the post, and they say which shoes they would wear, which which one of those sneakers they would wear. Just as is, they wouldn't change anything. Which ones they would remake, like what and what they would change about it, the colorway, the laces, or whatever it is they want to change about the shoe. And then which ones they would erase forever. It wouldn't exist ever again. It would be gone from the universe. This shoe sucks. I don't want it on this planet anymore. And we, me and my brother Nacho, we're going to read it out and we're going to give our thoughts on it. And then we'll also reveal our own uh, where, one era- where one remake, one erase one. So... So yeah, guys, without further ado, let's turn our attention over to this week's segment of Wear One, Remake One, Erase One. All right, guys, so we're rolling solo today. Unfortunately, my brother Nacho, well, not unfortunately, fortunately, he got the uh, COVID-19 vaccine and it kind of knocked him out. He's kind of like a bear, so... Uh, it knocked him out. He wasn't feeling too great today, and I wanted to make sure to get this out today, Sunday, and I didn't want to push it a day further. So, just going to be me today for the wear one, remake one, erase one. And with that being said, guys, this <laughs> so I chose these three Yeezys, right? The four fifties, the seven hundred, and the Sun colorway, and the foam runners, knowing that people were going to react to this. Like you know, they're really people. You either hate it or you love it, right? And I understand that. That's that's how most of that's how most people see Yeezy. You know, his music, his character, and it even comes across in his sneakers. You know, a lot of people hate, a lot of people love it. I'm one of those people. I'm you know, I I can respect. I love his music, and I can respect some of his um, sneaker designs, and I love a lot of his sneakers. But some of them I do not like. Anyways, I just wanted to say that because I I just got a crazy response in the group 
from you guys, including William Mason, who said erase all of them. <laughs> and I got somebody, uh, Javi Tello said erase all three with the with the, he's got the shades on and the and the smiley face emoji. Top Triom Wong writes in. He said he would wear the four fifties, remake the foam runners. He would redo the interior to make the to make them comfier to wear with bare feet since they look like Crocs anyway. He said he would erase the seven hundreds because we already have enough good colorways of those. And I agree there with the with the foam runners. I would definitely have to tweak those, you know, in some kind of way. They just look the the shape is just too wild and too awkward. But from what I understand, they're super comfortable. So the people who own them are really happy with them and they kind of got over the way they look, I guess. And they're super comfortable in that way. But I would definitely make them more um, just just street ready, you know, ready to go and not so wild. You know what I mean? Um, and then he said he would he would erase the 700s because they have enough colorways of those. Eh, I love the I love this colorway of the 700. Actually, I love the the orange. Um, I think it looks dope. And I, I just I love this all all around. Like when I saw the the leaked photos, I was pretty pumped about them. I tried to get them, didn't hit. But yeah, thanks for writing in. Top regular contributor to the sneaker enthusiast group on Facebook. Ja Ray Davis writes in. He said he would wear the seven hundreds, he would remake the four fifties, and he would erase that foam running abomination. I asked him how he would make the how he would remake the four fifties, and he said that the ankle collar looks off kind of it's too sock like maybe raise it to mid height a little bit and minimize that teeth profile he says he doesn't know he likes them and dislikes them equally and i i kind of feel you on that one like it's kind of like when you first see him it's a little like unsettling like i kind of like i kind of like how like weird they are and i kind of like how out there they are and they're actually like functional shoes which makes it even crazier you know like they're they're mass produced and like shipped out to thousands of people successfully but they are kind of out there you know that like that teeth profile that he's talking about the outsole uh it, it looks pretty wild like i said like like i guess like i said in the intro like alien shoes so if they could tone that down some bit would that be better i don't know you know i don't know if the shoe would sell that that much um but i think it's just like it's successful it's innovative you know the way it's in that way it's a dope shoe that they were able to pull it off and produce it at a mass scale he said but he'd wear the 700s me too like i said i love those 700s that sun colorway is dope and then he would erase the foams thanks for commenting jare appreciate it bro Hank Whitman writes in, shout out to Hank, he's a musician and he's also a sneakerhead and he is in our Facebook group. He said he would wear the 700s, he would remake the 450s, he said he would add some kind of boost and some structure to the shoe and then in all caps he wrote he would erase the foam runner with like 10 exclamation points. So he said he would add some boost and some structure to the 450 I kind of like how it's minimal. It's almost like the 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 pure boost or the ultra boost. It's just like the sock upper, and then it's got that crazy outsole, that teeth looking outsole with the laces. I saw somewhere, I think it was in our group. Somebody said that it would look dope if it didn't have the laces, and I agree. I think the laces kind of kill it. It kind of like just sort of floods the eye in a way, like in terms of design. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want to add more to it. I kind of like how minimal it kind of is, and and it's such a statement you know what i mean that that outsole and just that upper and that simplicity but also you know like very forward thinking and very like obtuse and annoying looking in a way also kind of makes it special so i would have to disagree with you there hank but i would wear the 700 100 like i said i love that shoe super comfortable shoe wish i would have hit on it 
Uh, definitely not going to pay the resale, though, but I love that song colorway. Thanks for writing in, Hank. Miles R. Norton writes in. He said he would wear the slide, so the form, the foam runners, so that you're probably like the only person in this comment section who said they would wear them. He would remake the 700s by adjusting the toe box. He said it, it was too small on the first version, and I guess he would want it bigger. And then he said he's going to erase the 450s because they're too experimental. So I'm trying to picture myself right now, like just being like, all right, let me just throw on my foam runners and let me go out in public as a 31-year-old dude, which I guess is pretty young. If Nacho was here, he would tell you, oh, like as an old ass man, I couldn't be seen rocking those. I couldn't be caught rocking those. But these are one, you know, I'm not sure I could pull these off. I'm not sure how I would wear these. Like I'd maybe wear them around, a, around the house as a gimmick, but I don't, I don't know like how I could pull these off like i see some people on the gram flexing with them and it still looks weird to me you know what i mean you know shout out to yeezy for 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 making those you know wearable and like fashionable you know i they seem to be very popular and getting a lot of good uh a lot of love from people in the sneaker community so he said he would remake the 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 700 suns Eh, i wouldn't remake them I, i like i said i love that shoe i like them the way they are and then the 450s, they're too experimental. Yeah, but that's the spirit of Yeezy, you know what I mean? Uh, everything he does is very forward-thinking, and whether it's contrived, whether he's a genius or not, or whatever you want to call it, um, that's sort of like, that. that is the brand that you're buying into, you know what I mean? That That is what you should expect from them. Like, you should be happy that he's reinventing um, sneakers, his, his sneakers, every time he puts something out. You know, he's not just riding on the on the uh, on the 700 or the 350s or whatever you know he's he's always trying to to try to do something new and bring something forward and take that risk and and use that capital that he has and that power that he has which is a lot to try to do something new and i kind of respect him for that and that's why i like the 450s thank you to miles for writing in bam lim writes in he said he would wear the suns remove the foam runners and remake the 450s mostly by extending the ankle collar up to a mid cut or even a high cut and bring that heel in a bit so it looks slightly sleeker. And that's actually interesting on the 450s. I like that take, you know, like making that sock come up a little higher. I think actually a lot of these models, like if you think about it, if you look at the images and you use your imagination, you look at the 450, you look at the 700, you look at the foam runners, the foam runners especially, you bring that 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 ankle collar a little higher to mid to, to high, things got, it gets interesting, you know, like imagine these shoes kind of like boots. It would be really dope. I think it might be, a little too high fashion for me personally, but I think it would be kind of a cool look. So I kind of like that take. And he said he would wear the Suns, the 700s, agreed, and he would remove the foam runners. Shout out to Bam for writing in. All right, let's do a couple more. The homie Max Wilder writes in. He said he would wear the 700s, a relatively classic sneaker that is based on that style of the 90s, that bulky, chunky style. He said he would remake the foam runners because the idea in itself is really cool. Only the wrist of the foam runners could be a little bit lower. That I think he's talking about the um, the ankle of the foam runners. Like he he'd want it to be more of a low. He said he would give it a more elegant look. He would erase the 450s. He admires Kanye's courage and the blind trust of Adidas. But the shoe is not innovative in his opinion. He says it's a sock shoe without boost where the sole structure is a bit reminiscent of the Nike Free models. And I can kind of see what you're you're talking about there. Even a simple slip-on is not possible. The design is a matter of taste. So he would wear the 700s like most people. And he, he says it's a relatively classic sneaker that is based on the style of the 90s. And yes, that is true. Um, but it's actually based more on, I think, New Balance models. Um, at the time, Kanye had hired Stephen Smith 
as a designer on Yeezy. And Stephen Smith uh, was a designer for New Balance and some of those like 990s, uh, those shoes, if you've ever tried some of those on, they're just as comfortable as the the 700s in my opinion. And that's kind of what it's modeled after. So I can kind of see what you're saying there. He said he would remake the Foam Runner because the idea in itself is really cool. It's just that that it, it could be a little a little bit more of a low. I guess what he means is like more of a croc and it would be more elegant, wouldn't be so wild. And I, I I agree with you there. I think I think if we if we tone down that that crazy looking structure a little bit more, it would be more wearable, and I would definitely rock them. So I agree with you there. But then he said he would erase the four fifties because, but he admires Kanye's courage and Adidas trusting him. And he says that the shoe looks too much like a Nike Free Run. And I can kind of see what you're saying with the with the slits, especially when you look at the shoe from the bottom. But uh, it's it's its own thing, I think, and I still think it's super innovative. He said it wasn't innovative in his opinion, but I disagree. I think it is innovative, and I think it's a dope shoe, and I wouldn't erase it. Um, But like he said, it's a matter of taste. So shout out to Max for writing in. All right, so Patrick Halvanka writes in. He says he would wear the 700. They are beautiful, wouldn't change anything about them. He would remake the 450s. I like them, but would make them a different color. Erase the foam runners. I don't hate them, but I could definitely live without them. And ding, 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 ding. Patrick has the same exact take as me. So shout out to Patrick. Uh, I wish I had a prize to give you maybe in the future when we when we blow up this podcast. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll be able to give the, the person who guesses the right uh, wear one, remake one, erase one. I don't know, with a $1,000 gift card or something every week. That'd be wild, right? Maybe we can get a sponsor or something. Uh, but he says he would wear the 700s. They're beautiful. Wouldn't change anything about them. I totally agree. Couldn't agree more. I think it's such a beautiful shoe. Stephen Smith did such a good job on the silhouette. The shoe f- just feels super nice on feet. And that colorway is dope, man. I love that colorway. I love it. It's like, it's, I don't know. I love it. It's like a little piece of art. You know what I mean? Just moving on your feet. He said he would remake the 450s. I like them, but I would make them a different color. Now, that's interesting to me. Different colorways of this shoe. See, that's like, the colorway right now. It's like a, I think the only colorway they have available is kind of like a bone colorway. It's kind of, it's got like an oat, oatmeal upper and a bone um, outsole with the, with the, with the oatmeal laces, the, the gray laces. Um, yeah, for sure. Like once they start making different colorways of this, man, and start doing some crazy stuff with it. Some of that reflective material that Easy usually does, it's going to be dope. Like I think different colorways of this, you're going to realize that the shoe is actually pretty dope and it's going to look different. I think different colorways, messing around with the colorways, it's going to be fun. And I'll probably cop some in the future and I definitely agree. I would definitely change that colorway. As a launch colorway, I can see it. Easy kind of likes that that kind of cement, tan, desert looking up, uh, approach. Like I see why they went with that as a launch colorway, but different colorways of this sneaker. I'm excited about it in the future. Can't wait to see those. And he said that he would erase the foam runners. He doesn't hate them, but he can definitely live without them. And 100% agree there. Um, I, like I said, I don't hate them. I respect them. I like them. But eh, out of those three, out of the 450s, the 700s, and the sun colorway, and the, the, the foam runners, and out of most Yeezys, I think I could live without the foam runners. Personally, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Some people like them. They like that style. I wouldn't rock it. I feel like they could have designed it in a, in, 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 a, in a more accessible way, a sleeker way. And I feel like that might be coming in the future. But yeah, I could live without them as much as I respect them. 
Shout out to Patrick for writing in, and shout out to everybody who wrote into the this this week's episode of Wear One, Remake One, Erase One. If you want to participate in next week's, it's very simple. All you got to do is email me at Nacho Average Finds. That's N A C H O Average, the word average, finds, F I N D S, at gmail.com. Nacho, like the word cheese, average, like the, sorry, like nacho, like nacho cheese, the word average, finds, F I N D S, at gmail.com. And I will send you a private link to our ultra private sneaker enthusiast Facebook group where there is 6,000. Fellow sneakerheads, enthusiasts, whatever you want to call them, waiting to uh, to to greet you and and we don't do no selling in that group. We don't do no no fakes, none of that. We just keep it all about the culture. We talk about sneakers, we post on feet looks, fit pics, whatever. But we don't sell sneakers on there, and we keep it a hundred. And uh, you know, if you're in the group, you already know. So yeah, so email us notyouraveragefinds at gmail dot com, and I'll send you a link and be on the lookout for the next wear one, remake one, erase one graphic. All right, guys, that's going to be it. Now let's turn our attention over to the amazing conversation we had with Patrick Dempsey, better known as the legend, the one and only sneaker grandpa. I was looking at your your Instagram and you have like a, well, actually, I was watching the uh, the Nice Kicks video of the sneak peek of your, of your sneaker collection and you just, you have so many dope sneakers and really like under the radar stuff that's not like super hyped, you know, you don't like some really cool Reeboks and, and New Balance and stuff. And I was just curious to know like how you even got into sneakers and like what it, what is your like your earliest cop and, and what was that shoe that kind of set it off for you? Um, well, I mean, I am 47 years old. So I guess part of that, you know, I have the advantage to not really care what people think. Right. Uh, you know, I don't need to keep up with the hype. I don't, you know, when I go to the office or go to meet with the client, they may notice my shoes, but nobody's like, Oh, look at those. He's got some Travis Scott's or whatever, like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and I also have to pick things when I first started getting back into it, I was kind of going for the things I'd missed out on when I was a kid, namely like Jordan, early Jordans. But then I realized like that didn't really always work for me to go to a business meeting, but I could easily pull off, you know, a new balance 997 or 998 or a Reebok classic. And that that could, I could still mix that, especially here in Austin, because it's pretty laid back. But to answer your original question, I would say, you know, like so many people, I would say the Jordan one, um, when I was 1985, 1986, I was like 11, 12 years old, Jordan was just coming up. And, you know, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, I can't think of anything since then that's like it. I mean, you've, you've had LeBron, you've had Kobe, you've had, you know, now Zion and other people, but, you know, for us back then, it's always going to be this nostalgic thing. So uh, our sixth grade basketball team, a bunch of the guys on the team had, older brothers who were in high school and their whole team got the Jordan one, mm -hmm. the red, white, and black, which now I guess we have to call Chicago, but at the time it was the shoe. Um, so then a bunch of the guys on my team ended up getting the same shoes that their brothers had. And uh, a few of us, including myself, my parents were like, nah, we're not doing that. And it wasn't a matter of, and I appreciate it now as a parent, but you know, they were $65 at the time. And I will remember that forever. You could probably ask me, you know, what I had for lunch yesterday. I couldn't tell you, but I'll tell you that they were $65. <laughs> and that was a big deal back then. And I think from my parents' perspective, and again, I appreciate it now as a parent, yeah. was that you're going to outgrow these things in no time, man. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're not paying that. We're not doing it. There's no way. I don't care. I don't care if your friends have them. Good for them. And so I actually ended up getting um, some knockoff, you know, everyone was knocking them off at the time. I and mean, you had the Jordan one, but then you could go down the road to Payless or to Kmart and they had them and it was just a slightly different variation. And I think what's funny is that I bet those fakes are probably better quality than what you're getting today. But, <laughs> um, 
that's just kind of the state of things. So yeah, I mean, it definitely was the Jordan one. I'd have to say I was thinking about it because I knew we were going to talk about this. I mean, I think really, if I think about the first shoe I had to have was probably, and I was trying to remember, I was asking, I've got a group chat with a bunch of the guys we grew up with. We were still all friends. And I think it was probably third or fourth grade, the Capas. I don't know if you guys remember Capas. It was the ones with the two sets of laces and it had that kind of K windmill looking logo. You have to look them up. But anyway, that was, it was one of those things. It was like my first memory really of sneakers. Now that I look back of, I've got to have those because everybody has them and we all had them. It's just a boring white kind of Stan Smith looking shoe. But the gimmick was that it had two set. You tied them around your, you know, arch and then up top because that way you could vary the whatever. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I would, I would definitely say that. Did you ever fall into the kangaroo pouch hype? (laughs) Uh, Now that you say that, I really wanted those and I never, and I never got them, but it it makes me laugh now because everybody's like, Ooh, look at these kangaroo, you know, running shoes. They're hype. Like, I don't know, man. When I was a kid, they had a little pat. It was like, you know, first, second grade had a little pouch. You put your lunch money in there and that was really cool. And so, I mean, I can't really associate that. I, I, beyond that, I never considered kangaroos. I mean, I think I want to say that maybe Clyde Drexler wore kangaroos uh, basketball shoes at one point or another. I think it was him. Uh, I'd have to look back, but other than that, I don't remember Roos after that at, at all. So to see them now sort of being this, you know, the, the latest hype in some ways, yeah. it just yeah. kind of makes me laugh. Yeah, I know. I, I see some of them and, you know, some of the colorways look nice and they look like they're quality and stuff like that. But I couldn't tell you like, oh, like that was a sneaker that like, you know, I wanted as a child or anything like that. Or yeah. that I was like, oh, you know, back back when I started, you know, really admiring shoes was like, you know, during the whole Reebok era, you know, like the pump yeah. and stuff like that. And what I really liked about them was just like the futuristicness of them. You know, they look like a moon boot in a sense. You know, they got a big old pump. You know, they got a release thing on the back uh, on the heel and they're just massive. And, and I really believe that, you know, because. I, I I was a kid, so I really believe that, like, you know, those really made you jump higher and run faster <laughs> and all that stuff, you know? So I, I, I remember seeing my little cousin and he, he had them, but I mean, he was an only child and they, they had a little more money than we did, you know? So my parents were like, nah, you're, you're getting right. whatever we can afford, you know? So it's like, ah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And that's just the no, way that I went mean, for me. Yeah. For me, Reebok, you know, I, I'm obviously bigger with them now, but I remember it was the ACT 600, which is just a very, you know, simple kind of tennis shoe. And I remember, I don't know, it was probably seventh or eighth grade. Some of the older guys, because our, our junior high and high school were together combined. I went to a private Catholic school, so we were all there. And so it tended to be more people with money. Also, I should mention, I grew up on the, on the border in South Texas. Okay. Um, and so we had a lot of people that came across the border that lived in Matamoros that would come over and go to school with us. So there was, there was some money there. So, you know, people always had some of the nicer shoes when they would come out, mm-hmm. but it was also very different because we were removed at that time. You know, I mean, we didn't have, there wasn't a sneaker culture or, you know, th- there wasn't any of that. So it wasn't like I was in some epicenter of LA or Chicago or New York where there was a scene So it's sort of like whatever they had at Foot Locker, or at the time it was a big deal to drive to San Antonio, like to the big mall and be able to find stuff they didn't have. But anyway, so I remember someone having those ACT 600s and it was just something like I had to have. But I also remember my mom and my sister both having the, uh, the high tops with the, with the late, the freestyles that had the, um, oh, the yeah. straps. And I just remember that like picking them up in that leather, it just crumbled because it was like glove leather. It just, you know, I'd never seen anything like that on a sneaker before. 
Uh, and I, and the ACTs are kind of like that too. So I definitely, uh, and then I would say kind of fast forward, I mean, backing up. So you're talking about Reebok and I think now sometimes it, it becomes a bit of a punchline for somebody, for some people, but I don't know that everyone realizes what a big deal it oh, was back huge. during that time. Exactly. The late eighties to early nineties, Nike was playing catch up yep. with them in a lot of yep. ways. Um, and so, you know, there was all kinds of stuff. I mean, even the BB 4,000, 5,000, all that stuff throughout those years. And then like you're saying, I mean, for me, when the pump, when D Brown did that, um, I actually didn't have the Omni zone or, or Omni lights or any of those, but I had the, uh, it was one of the above the rim pairs. It was a black pair that had kind of a gum sole, um, that I can't ever get them to retro, but like, that was the first pump pair. And I'm like, you like, I just, it was just the cool, you just sit there and just pump and release it pump and release like there's nothing to it at all but it was just there was something to it so um but yeah and then i think after that i had some of the uh the sean kemp vertical i think the vertical twos which are you can't hardly find out there um and that was about it after that i think but you know later on i just going back to before is that when i really started getting back into sneakers which was i guess probably about 10 years ago or so you know again um i didn't for one, growing up, there wasn't the idea of somebody keeping a pair of shoes in the box and not wearing them was like, no. And also the idea of having more than maybe two or three pairs was no, you weren't. I mean, your parents are going to buy you that pair of shoes for the school year or at least a semester. If you played sports well, and you had your basketball shoes, but you didn't wear your basketball shoes around, you took them in, carried them in the gym, put them on in the gym because you didn't want to get them dirty. Right. So, you know, there was that. And so I would say that, you know, growing up, we were interested in sneakers. We loved them. I mean, I used to you know, look at the East Bay catalogs and all that type of stuff, but there wasn't that whole thing of I'm going to collect them and I'm going to do anything with them. So, um, you know, but Reebok really, I, so I guess what I'm saying is I was always into sneakers in one way or the other, but I didn't really know that it was a thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where sort of Instagram and other things came in to kind of know, you know, not to mention in between there, I was growing a family and growing a life and growing a business and having kids and all that, I didn't have a lot of money to spend on that type of stuff or it wasn't a focus. So it wasn't until later that I go, Oh, this is a thing. Like I remember these, you know? And so it just kind of started to become a thing. And I think really for me with Reebok, it was the 30th anniversary collection, um, the burn rubber uh, classic leather that they did. And I remember seeing a, a accompanying video that they did with kind of how they came up with the story and just the way the whole thing unfolded. It was, it brought back the collector in me that wanted to have something to complete the set. And so it was just this constant hunt of trying to, trying to get them and put them together. Were, were you collecting other things like b- before that? I always, I've always been. <laughs> oh yeah. I, mean, I know you, I know you, you come from like a design, you have like a designer's mind. So like how much of that drove you back to sneakers to kind of look, kind of re-examine them and look at them from that kind of perspective 10 years ago, or, or was it just mainly nostalgia? No, it was. I mean, it was. It definitely was something that it, be, it became part of sort of the the beauty of it. You know, the material, the, all those things that you look at a shoe, that you look at the materials, mm-hmm. the switch ups, all those details um, that just there are visually appealing, aesthetically. You just want to look at them and pick them up and touch them. And so, you know, yeah, I definitely say that that would play a lot into it. And, you know, you, at the same time, just like with design, some people can go a little too far. 
And, you know, some people have a way, uh, you know, certain shops and certain designers that just are able to just put it together just right. You're like, man, why did they think of that? Mm-hmm. Or they, you know, they could have gone that, but no, they went real subtle right there and it just worked. And so that, you know, I appreciate those type of things. Yeah, I, I, that's my thing, too. I think, you know, I think the older I get, you know, the older I get, the more I appreciate the subtle little hits of things, you know, wearability is a big thing for me now. Like I got, I can't wear anything too loud. One, it, I feel like it makes me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm 36 and I'm not that young, but you know, I'm like, I don't know. I feel ridiculous wearing like a pair of Travis Scott's, yeah. you know, I, I don't like them, but it just, I feel silly <laughs> or, you know, an off white pair of like, you know, with, with the little prototype tag, it just no. looks silly to me. You know, I need like this, I'm more like into materials and you know what I mean? Like the silhouette has to be wearable, like where I could wear it with like a polo shirt or, you know, just some regular old shorts and a t-shirt, you know, that's what yeah. I'm looking for. The, you know, the, yeah. like, I know David, I know you love the ventilator, like the, the Reebok ventilator. That's like one of the most perfect silhouettes. I think like you can do anything to it and it just looks amazing for me personally. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the paneling on it allows for so many different changes, like the, the extra, uh, sorry, yeah, the extra butter, the street meat is just oh, like, yeah. to me, Those a, so a cool. great example of just really going with it. The materials and all the little hits of color. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, you could have gone here, but you didn't. And it was it hit just right. And that, that to me is probably my favorite ventilator. Yeah, I'd rather have those than, than the Bacons, the Air Maxes that are going to drop real soon. I'd rather have the, <laughs> the extra butters. They're so dope. Like they they really look like like food, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's like, it's a, cool. like Mr. Potato Head almost on a sneaker. <laughs> we, we can't talk. It's not Mr. Potato Head anymore. We can't oh, say that anymore. The, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> the Potato Head. The potato, potato Head. <laughs> Even yeah. Um, but yeah, so you know, it's uh, at the same time though. To what you were saying, Nacho, like um, it's okay if you do like this, right? I mean, you know, there's, the, to me, there's. People want to dog on hype beasts and people that do that stuff. But to me, sometimes the worst thing are the gatekeepers that want to, you know, determine what is and isn't cool. And if you like this and that, like I said, to me, for my age, I don't care. I don't care if I post a picture and get 50 likes or 500 likes. It doesn't make or ruin my day at whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if, if Dope Boy 420 from Cali comments, those are stupid, those suck. I don't care, man. I'm not going to go. <laughs> man, I better not wear those anymore because some person I've never met in person that I don't even know said that they're not cool. You know, it's like, that's fine. So I think there's that, it's, it's, I was just messaging with someone today saying I'm I'm really a little bit bored with it right now. I mean, maybe because I, back to your question about collecting, always a collector. When I was a kid, it was Star Wars figures Mm -hmm. and then it became baseball cards and it was base. It's pretty much been baseball cards all throughout kind of off and on. And I'm kind of getting back into that, which, you know, it's funny because sneakers were kind of fun there for a while and it was a big thing. And then everybody, the, everyone jumped into it. And it was an investment thing and it was just, you know, how to make money. Well, guess what's going on with baseball cards oh, and sports cards thing. right now? How to make money. So, you know, I can't go to Target or Walmart and go buy a box to open up with my daughter because some person has camped outside yep. <laughs> to buy a $20 box to flip it for 30 and I guess pay rent. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm not part of that life, but, um, it's just, you know, that I just, I'm just kind of, I don't know. I'm just kind of bored with it right now. I don't know. I've, I mean, for one, I've got probably over four, uh, 400 plus sneakers. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's more than a year's worth. And how many of them I actually wear? Not that many. I mean, some of them like 
my classic leather collection, I may not wear that often, but like that is a collection that I spent an entire year plus putting that together. And I remember, and it means something, uh, you know, a Jordan one, an Air Max one, an Air Max 90, certain Reeboks, some New Balances are just, they, there's something attached to them. I feel like anymore, I don't have that. I want to go get the pair. I get it. Oh, cool. I wear it. I post it. And then like, okay. You know, I've got a, my second, uh, Instagram account where I sell stuff. Oh, don't sell those. Don't do it. Well, then buy them, dude. If you, I'm like, I don't, I'm I'm not that attached to it. If you like them so much, buy them. But you know, that doesn't mean I need to hang on to them. Mm -hmm. I thought, I thought you were a night owl because you were up copping everything. That's that was your secret. That's how you (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, man. I, I, it's, but even that's not any fun anymore. Any, it doesn't matter what it is. The freaking, the D Browns released the other night gone, and they were gone like that. I mean, luckily I went back like 30 minutes later and was able to, it kept refreshing and sizes would load. So I had to get a 10 instead of my nine and a half. I thought, well, I guess that's going to be it. But from what I heard, they're going to be at the foot sites at other places. I think it's going to get a wider release, but as soon as, I can't even get some Reeboks like that. It's just like, man, this, you know, and, and part of it is, and, and I know because I talk to people, I know people that work for brands. I know that people that work, that run shops and work in shops, you know, that that's almost become a metric now of how fast did it sell mm-hmm. out? And then what's it reselling for, you know, and that as soon as that becomes a goal of yours, then that tells you that I don't really want to be part of this game anymore. Like that's not for me because I want to get the shoe to enjoy it and have it not to be part of some game of gotcha. And, you know, I just, I don't have any interest in, I'm not going to go pay pay resale. In fact, I'd say, I think today Nike, the CEO of Nike, like came out like, and he was like commenting on, on what had happened with Ann Herbert. And for anybody who's listening, who doesn't know what happened at her, she was a VP GM of, uh, she was like very high up on the corporate ladder of Nike and her, her son was using her credit card to, to buy, um, masses of amounts of sneakers and resale. I mean, they had like a resale business. And I, I mean, who knows how involved, you know, she was. I, I doubt she, you know, she was that involved. But uh, he, he came out and he said that like, you know, Nike's been been working hard on, on, on bot protection and like it's a big priority at the company. And like, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's almost like he's winking in the in the in the in the in the press statement. It's like, yeah, OK, because that's I think that's great for business. You know what I mean? I don't think they're. Yeah, it's hard to take that and be like, "Oh yeah, Nike," you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in one bit over there, you know. <laughs> no, and I and I've had this conversation and heard it multiple times because that's bullshit to me. Because why, why would, why don't you just make more pairs? Like, well, just the things I named: the Jordan One, mm-hmm. say the White Air Force One, Air Max One, Air Max Ninety, Air Max Ninety Five, Air Max Ninety Seven. Just make enough to where they're always in stock. To when you go to your place, are you going to tell me they're not going to sell? I mean, they're creating this hype through the mm-hmm. process of the way that they're doing it. And, you know, I mean, I just, I'm sure there's someone smarter than me, I'm doubtful, but that is, you know, coming up with this strategy of, okay, we just do it a little bit here. Okay, now we, we're going to tweak something. We're going to call it remastered and we'll give it to them again. And all of us are just sitting here. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know I just <laughs> bought them two years ago, but I'm going to buy them again because this one's so much better. I mean, it, it's marketing, it's fine. But like I said, we, we as consumers have the choice of whether to take part in that or you don't have to at all and let people mess with that over there. And, you know, like I saw that article, I didn't even read it. I read the headline, right. people were saying, I was like, I don't care. I really don't. I mean, that's yeah. like, again, it's, it, it, it's not surprising to me. And so, you know, but again, why don't you just make, 
lots of pairs of those shoes and keep them. You're going to make more. If your goal is to make money and to make your investors money, it seems like you'd want to sell more of something. Right. Like we have these grails right here. I hate that word, but these special shoes that are landmarks in our company, let's just let people get them all the time. Keep them in stock. No, let's just do it super limited so we can create hype and resale. I mean, it, you're, it's, you're right. I mean, you're basically there. It doesn't seem like they care about the retail customer. Meanwhile, they're, they're pulling their accounts out of longtime mom and pop shops that have had them forever. Um, you know, city blue in Philadelphia. And yeah, I, I, heard I know about there's that. like there's places in Atlanta, uh, New York, you know, all these places that these are the shops that carried them when nobody wanted to carry them and got them to where they wanted to be and helped them be there. And now they're pulling back and going, no, 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 we're going to be more selective about who carries our product. I mean, you know, how much of that is about those shops, how much about their greed or how is it about their customer base of really caring? Um, you know, just the fact that they are controlling everything through the app and going much more online at the same time. And now they're opening, you know, their own different types of shops or different levels. From what I understand, they're going to be opening one here in Austin here soon too, right around the corner from my friend, the kicking it shop, mm -hmm. you know, so do you have a Nike account, a pretty good Nike account, but don't worry, we're going to be right around the corner from you and open up our own shop. I mean, yeah, it's fine. They can do whatever they want, but just, you know, think about this is the company that you are supporting. Right. Yeah. The swoosh, Harley gets my money nowadays as well. I just, I'm not, you can't make me put in that much effort to spend my, my hard earned money, you know, yeah. it's just not going to happen. I feel like it, it like it's changed my, like, I, I don't even, I don't even go for the drops anymore. I don't even want to wake up to try it. Nah. Unless I really, really want to, you know, like I tried for the, for the neons that I wanted a pair of 95s and I couldn't, I couldn't hit, but like, like the last 10, 12 purchases have been ZX 8,000s you know adidas yeah. even though i want to buy nikes i can't it's not accessible so i'm buying you know i recently recently bought some uh i finished uh jo joe foster the the founder of reebok i just finished his book and he talks about like the importance of the reebok aztec i bought an og version of that and i also bought some like modernized version and yeah like i i'm not buying nike because of it and i feel like a lot of other people not just me are are, are changing their taste because of it you know what i mean yeah, for sure. I mean, these new balances is, is always yep. been there, but they're definitely making a big comeback mm -hmm. right now. I mean, they, you know, they kind of readjusted for a while or they kind of, I think they all kind of, it's, it's like this herd mentality right now. The herd is going toward the fashion sense. We all got to be in the fashion scene, you know, before it was that we got to do cool collabs with boutiques. And now it's like the boutiques don't mean anything because now we're going to find these, uh, you know, let's find the next kind of unknown designer that's kind of quirky and do stuff. And so but I feel like new balance definitely, kind of died off there for a while. And obviously now with, you know, whether it's the type of models they're releasing, whether it's the designs or just sort of taste or to your point, people looking for a different lane than the the normal yeah. over and over. Speaking of boutiques, I know that you have a relationship with Matt Hatfield and, and nice kicks uh, down there in, in Texas. And um, he, when we had him on the show, he talked about that. Uh, was it the gazelle or was it a Samba that he did? It was a gazelle, right? With the, uh, uh, it had, it, it, with the, um, with the branding on it, like they actually branded the the nice kicks. Were you, were you able to cop a pair back then? I, I was not. Okay. No, I wasn't at that. I think that was right about right before I started heading to the shop all the time. Uh -huh. um, I, I mentioned it on the the sneak peek that you said, mm -hmm. but um, the the reason I started going and again going back to early, like I you know I, at the time I, this was ten something years ago, so I was almost forty. My social circle, work circle 
nobody was talking about sneakers. So I didn't really have a source other than, you know, blogs like nice kicks or Twitter or whatever to go find out what's going on. And so they had posted about the Ronnie Feig salmon soles, the 1300 mm-hmm. that they were going to have them. And so I just tweeted and said, Oh, when are they going to be there? And then I got a DM, which ended up being from Matt saying, Hey, they don't release till Friday, but you know, Greg at the shop, if you go all up there and tell him I sent you, he's going to hold you a pair. Like, wow. Like, you know, this is, this is pretty mm-hmm. cool. I mean, you know, for no reason we had never met nor talked or anything. And so uh, I went in there and that's when I started to get to know all the guys. And then along the way, I also got to know Matt and we're, we still keep up to this day. I think he mentioned that, you know, he's, he sold the the retail portion did, of the yeah. shop and is only on the blog. And so, you know, he's not part of that, but he's had moved to Cali and then moved back here. Uh, so we, we text and call, you know, from time to time and have gotten together for lunch and stuff and just kind of keep up with, with, with what's going on. But that was a really cool time. I mean that, you know, again, it's, it's sort of the direction that boutiques are going or are not going is changing a lot too. At that time, it was kind of this Austin grown deal. And it was a place that I used to take my girls to on the weekends and it was kind of our getaway. Yeah. And, you know, through that, I think what people don't get now, and it's part of that whole sneakers app, confirmed app, online app, is there's no relationship building whatsoever. People don't go to the shop to just hang out and kick it and get to know people and, you know, have true and not because they want something, but just because it's a cool place yeah. to be. And because you can do what we're doing right here and have these conversations and not get emotional about it and go, you know, I hate the Air Force One. I never like it. And David says, I love it. It's my favorite shoe of all time. That's fine. That doesn't mean that David and I can't get along. And, you know, it's like, it's like, like I, I think I said on, on the sneak peek, it's like the modern day barbershop. You sit there, right. cut it up, chop it up, you know, cut on each other, whatever else. And and maybe it's not even about sneakers. Maybe it's about life. I mean, you know, I ask those guys, how's your life going? How, you know, I'm getting married. I'm having a kid. Oh, great. You know, you, you, you build those relationships. And then when release come, comes, those are the people you want to take care of. Yes. You know, those are your regular customers. And we always talk about too, those shops, they're going to have customers on Saturday. I can guarantee you the shop will be full, especially Saturday morning. But where are those people from Sunday to Friday? Are they in there buying the other stuff that's sitting on the shelf, you know, supporting when you have an event in your shop and just showing up because you want to, or are you the dude that just shows up on Saturday going, did I win the raffle? Mm. Okay. Bye. See you later. <laughs> exactly. And, and I, you know, I just don't think, and maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know what it is, but just that sort of relationship building. And, and it's funny because I've done it the same thing virtually with people at other shops and other places I've never met, but we just connect because we could have these same conversations on IG uh, through DMS and stuff about just how crazy things are or, mm-hmm. Hey man, how's it going? What's up? Hey, this is a great release. Congrats. I saw that went well. I mean, you know, instead of, hey, what can you do for me? Yeah, I know. I know Nacho, like he refuses to. He has like a big, he has a lot of sneakers that he doesn't wear that he could sell. And some of them have accumulated, you know, some worth and he could flip. He could put on StockX or whatever. And he and he has some dead stock in the boxes and he refuses to do that. He he's only he only wants to sell locally. Yeah. Right. And like hearing you hearing you harp on that a little bit kind of helps me understand your your point of view, David. <laughs> It's, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just like, you know, I want to sit there and talk to you. Like, you know, I've sold sneakers to people like, you know, like I said, like just locally, you know, and and I don't really ask for like most of my pairs are still way under, you know, I I sell them for under retail at retail or just slightly above retail. If it's something that I really, you know, that's important to me, but you know, I want to have that, that, that convo with you for, 
even five minutes, 10 minutes to, to, to understand why you want this pair of sneakers, you know, cause it's just, it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't know. I, I kids now, you know, I'm not going to say kids now, but like <laughs> most of these, most of these people like that I've met lately, like they're really socially awkward and they don't even want to convo with you. Like, they're yeah. just like, all right. And they get the box and they're like, <laughs> okay, thanks. And I'm just like, Hey man, those are cool. You know what I mean? What made you? Oh yeah. You know, um, I kind of like these. And they're just like, they look at you like a weirdo. Or when you spark up a conversation with someone who has a cool looking pair of sneakers, like at, at the store, at the grocery store, and you try to be like, oh, yeah, like, hey, those are cool. And they give you that awkward look, like, haha, like, you know, be yeah. like, who are you? <laughs> like, back up, old man. And it's like, oh, like, you know, I had those when they came out, you know, but yeah. nobody, I feel like nobody wants to socialize. And I'm like, geez. I mean, you know, yeah. we're basically all wearing i mean I, me personally i'm wearing the sneakers for the head nod like i want somebody to be like yo those are dope so we can talk about it you know and usually the people who say yo those are dope like i like those zx aquas or whatever like they're they know about sneakers and we conversate and then it goes beyond that or whatever yeah so absolutely no it's i mean and it's funny because you talk about that like i might very rarely, but if there's a sneaker show here, I'll go just to support. It's usually someone I know putting it on or whatever, so I'll go to support. And I laugh about it because my first instinct is, okay, what what can I wear that no one else is? I can guarantee no one else there is going to wear them. People are going to go, what are those? But then you go, and it looks like a freaking uniform. Everybody's wearing yeah. Yeezys or Jordans or Off-White or whatever. Like It's the, the complete opposite of what we always wanted to do, which was, to stand out and have somebody go, Oh, wow. Where'd you get those? What is that? I've never, you know, and sometimes it's like you're saying, it could be a ZX 8,000. What is that? I've never seen them. Like you never see. Okay. All right. And that's fine. But you know, again, that's, that's a moment where you can either go because the way I look at it and I've had a lot of people sort of tell me and teach me this is that we, when we came into this at one time or another, you didn't know everything. And there were times where someone taught you a little something here or there. Yeah instead of going, whatever, noob, get out, you know, you don't know. And so I, I've tried to take that and go, okay, this is, this is an opportunity because you know, you're passing this along. Um, and so instead of just being like all these new people, like, why don't you say, well, welcome, you know, here, here's some things you may not know. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's what I did. I used to get, when I would go to nice kicks, like I was saying, I, I, you know, I had my limited knowledge from way back when, but there was some stuff I missed and I would go in there and here I am, like I said, 40 years old and these 20 year old guys are sitting there um, <laughs> teaching me all this stuff. And I, and I'm not pretending like I know everything because I'm older than right. them, but they're telling me, I'm like, Oh, wow, I didn't know that. Oh, really? I didn't, I was, I, I totally, it's somewhere in those 20 years. I missed that model. I've never seen it, but you know, a new balance nine, nine, seven. I mean, I've seen it. I like it and I want it, but I never really knew. And then, you know, the, it, so it's cool in that way to have those conversations. But mm -hmm. like you said, I don't think they happen enough or, the conversation is what is that worth or how much can I make on that? That's the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I, I, there, there's, there's a few kids out here that, you know, like they, they're, they, they want to know. And I appreciate the fact that they want to know, like, they'll be like, Oh, what makes this so cool? You know? And I'll be like, well, this is what it does. And you know what I mean? This shoe came out in this era and this is why this heel tab is here. And yeah, I got it. You know? And, and, and they, they sound interested at least. And it's like, okay, cool. I don't feel like a total just, you know, I mean, nerd, but I mean, it is, it, it is what it is. It's like, you know, I, I like, I like conversating and I like talking about, you know, sneakers from the tech to the year they came out to the reason why this sneakers popular at the moment, you know, who wore this, you know, this obscure, you know, like 
you know, basketball sneaker or whatever, you know, it's just, I like, I like the, even if I didn't know about it or I didn't, or I didn't wear it, like, you know, I, I never wore, you know, the, the, the Glenn Rice Nauticas, like, you know, it's just, no, but I, I know (laughs) that he wore them and I remember that he had them, you know, it's like, you know, but I'm not going to pretend and be like, yeah, like I had those when I was a kid. I remember seeing them, but I don't know anything about them other than that there was (laughs) not like a competition sneakers at one point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we all probably said, what? Nautica? What the hell are they making sneakers for? You know, it's probably about the t- same time that Polo started making sneakers and stuff, like all during that time when you're going, no, nah, those can't be comfortable. They can't be good for you, man. Yeah. And, and Patrick, uh, just to like to go back to like your, 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 you know, s- story as, as a collector, like you, you came back into it with the, uh, with wanting to collect the, the 30th anniversary Reebok releases. Like what, what are, what are some of your favorite um, sets that you've, collected or is there like a certain sneaker technology that you've you've had a blast collecting or what what are some of your your favorite uh like thrill of the hunt um kind of stories if you have any um i mean i think i I, in some ways i feel like that's kind of gone now you know that i think i i feel like i during that the i was listening to you guys the other day day, when you were talking about the nike talk days and all Mm -hmm. that the soul collector and all I miss that. I mean, I was not part of it. I would never lie. Like, yeah, I was down. I was there. Yeah. But I can also say I was, I always come back to, I was wearing this shit 30, 40 years ago <laughs> yeah. before you were even yeah. born. So let's just start from there. Yeah. Like, it wasn't Don't a thing, it but um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But you know, I hear these stories of people that like, you know, I just, I looked everywhere and I called this person and I call now you just go on StockX or you go on mm. eBay or you go on go and you just get it. And you pay whatever it is and you're kind of, you know, then it ships and you, a week later you have it and you go, okay, cool. I mean, I'm sure you could create your adventures to do that, but I mean, I really can't think of any pairs that, you know, I mean, it's like the Jordan one, like I said, I mean, I didn't have it. My parents said the first Jordan that I had of release was the Jordan six, the black Mm -hmm. pair that I got. And I think I was a senior in high school and and we hooped in them. And, you know, that was like, so I, I wanted the ones, I wanted the two so bad got out one of the threes and fours because that was the slam dunk contest was always around my birthday in February and we get together and that's when Jordan would really you know reveal whatever the new shoe was he'd wear usually the white one for the slam dunk contest and the black one the next day for the game Mm -hmm. and you didn't see it there were no internet leaks there was no you know pirates showing shit two weeks before and leaked pictures and here's what we or here's a photoshop mock-up or what you just like on tv there it was and so you know I, I wanted all those and I didn't get them the fives were, were cool. I remember in all these shoes, again, I'm, I'm going to school with some wealthy people that are, they, they have them. And I'm still like, God, I don't want those. Finally got the sixes. So, you know, now, like I said, when I got back into sneakers, the, the, the first things I went for were the threes, the fours. And I get them and I'm like, I can't wear these things, man. I hurt my feet. <laughs> they're uncomfortable. Yeah. They're really yeah. uncomfortable. They're not real. They're poorly made, you know, back then it, it, it didn't have Nike air on the back. It's what's this jump man thing on here. Like, it's just, there it was just kind of like, so it was almost the reverse of the thrill of the hunt. And, you know, when I made my state take video, I mentioned how I had really gotten away from Nike and Jordan mm-hmm. because of the quality and all that stuff. And, you know, people, are, yeah, that's what, you know, or, or then later when I'd wear a pair, they, I thought you said, I said, I, what you have to understand is that my expectation was this right. and it was the complete opposite of everything of 30 years of this is what it is. It's going to be like putting a glove on my foot and it's not. So it's disappointment that it, it never didn't live up to that memory. That's different than, you know, switching because now it's hyped or whatever. But, you know, I mean, 
there's always going to be a little pair here or there that I've get, gotten. But I, again, I feel like by the time you get it, you go through the process and you pay the price that you have to pay if you really want one, you just kind of like, oh, okay, now I have them. And especially with the releases the way they are now, it's like, okay, next week, throw it away. What's next? What do I get next? What's next? What's next? So, you know, I think that again, the, going back to kind of being bored with it, there's just, there's, there's none of that. I still, I still get my, whenever I get a shoe, I still like smell it. And then I like look at it for oh, like yeah. a long ass time. And then I, Oh, and no, I mean, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but whatever pair it is, I mean, you know, but the other thing too, I like doing and is trying different things. I mean, I don't ever say this is my style. Like, you know, I finally decided a while back was able to get a pair of Yeezys, the three fifties or whatever, mm-hmm. put them on. Oh, you know, all the comments and everything. What are you doing? I don't care, man. I didn't ask you to wear them. You don't need to like them. I I find them actually kind of comfortable, but I don't think they're appropriate for me or my age, but I gave them a try. Who cares? You know, or or like I said, the Reeboks, I I tend to buy a lot of whatever, whatever new thing they come out with, whatever they try and bring back. I almost always try and grab at least a pair, usually get some help with someone inside to help me, you know, get that, make that happen. But, um, you know, just to give it a try to see what it's like to give feedback because it's something different because I don't want another pair of classic leathers. I don't want another pair of white club C's mm-hmm. where you, you know, it's a collab, but all you did was change the back tab, the yeah. tongue tab, and maybe the window. And you did a special, a special foot in uh, insole that no one's ever going to see. It's a collab. Not really. I mean, you, you worked on about 10% of the shoe and you put your name on it and now it's, you know, so that's my other complaint too i mean that's that's a whole other we could go we could do a whole show on one company yeah (laughs) for me the thrill of the hunt for me the thrill of the hunt is now finding sneakers on sale you know like i i I like finding them as cheap as possible and i'll be like uh you know what i mean and and 99 percent of the time it's it's the it's the rarest sneaker in the herd you know it's like you know like i can come out there and just wear just a random you know uh uh I don't know, a Karoo or something or a Reebok yeah. DMX, you know, 10 that nobody would wear out here, even though they're a great classic shoe, but I don't ever see anybody yeah. wearing them. And I yeah. find them for $29.99, $39.99. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, man, for sure. Yeah, that's that's my new thrill of the hunt. You know, obviously before I used to drive to like every small mom and pop little Asian shop that had them all you know, like, you know, saran wrapped and stuff. And I'd be like, oh, I want, <laughs> like, you know, look for like the old yeah. pairs, like, like released a few years ago that way i could be like oh you don't know where you get these or blah 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 but you know those days are obviously dead yeah nah yeah it's definitely it's um yeah i grew up during that time sort of that sixth grade till ninth grade of we had a family friend across the street uh, he was a coach but he was a big basketball player so he would i'd go to the mall with him and we'd go to foot locker foot action and we just go look at the shoes and they used to make fun of us like, there he goes with Kevin and they're just going to go pet. They're going to go pet the shoes. But you know, there was just something like there was no, there wasn't any internet. There was nowhere to go look at them. That's where you went to go look at the shoe and you look at it and you kind of check it out and, you know, maybe try it on if they let you, if you're cool with them. But it was just, it was something again, smell the shoe, whatever, and just kind of see what's new because you didn't have any, anything. Um, but it definitely, you know, then later on the East Bay catalog, I mean, that was, that was everything. When you mm-hmm. got that catalog, you'd see a lot of stuff you weren't going to see anywhere else. And it was, I mean, it's practically like someone bringing a, a porn magazine to school. Cause like, Oh God, come on guy, everybody gather around. He's got the, you know, who's got the new Eastman catalog. And you know, that was fun. But you know, I, I know that you were talking the other day about 
with the Ross finds and stuff. And it was really bringing back memories for me because I used to go, we didn't have one where I grew up, but I'd go stay with my sister in Dallas every summer. And this was probably like ninth or 10th grade. So it would have been 89, 90. Yeah. And they had a Ross, they had a Ross there. And it's exactly what you're saying. Like my parents, it would be during the summer and my parents would give me, you know, or give her the money and say, here's his money for school clothes. So I'd go and I'd, you know, I'd get the Nautica, the Hill figure, the Polo. It was all a little off, like the, like canary yellow pants and like must, you know, catch up red pants and the shirt. But I mean, it, it was, it was, there was something cool about that of doing that. And it was funny because hey, it worked, it worked, man. And nobody else had it at home. I mean, that was, yeah. you know, it was something different going back to your point, but you could get it. And it was just funny at that time that it wasn't to think about now how it's become so pervasive and, you know, a thing to actually go do that at the time. It was just kind of being a, a bargain shopper to your point. Like even now, I, I try and buy anything I can. I'll wait to get it on sale yeah. or have someone help me use an employee discount or whatever it is, because can I afford it? Sure I can, but I don't need to. I mean, you know, there's no need to pay retail if you don't have to. Um, and especially if you're not even sure if you're going to like it or not, there's nothing worse than doing that, paying a ton and getting home and going, God, these suck. I just spent $150 on these. I can't even wear them for half a day. Um, so yeah, it's funny in that way, but you know, I mean, like I said, uh, in, in the end, I don't really spend, we're talking about it now, but I don't spend that much of my time even thinking about other people or their opinions. I enjoy when I'm able to have mm -hmm. this, but like I said, the whole idea of sort of hype beast versus gatekeeper, it's exhausting. Just like the whole mids versus highs thing. Let it go, man. Who cares <laughs> if you like one or the other? I mean, you know, if like somebody said, if you've been wearing Jordans for until uh, the last few years, it had the jump man on the tongue and on the back. So whether you would consider them mids, highs, whatever, who cares? Mm -hmm. But these people will just sit here and just debate it in order to debate it just over and over again because they care so much about what someone else thinks about what they think. And it's like, just do your thing, man. Yeah, it's, it's very reactionary. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Speaking of the Ross finds, all right, before this podcast started, I drove to three Rosses because one of my buddies – on the internet messaged me and he said the new balance made in england and the new balance made in usa models are at ross for 24.99 oh man and i was like i have to at least <laughs> give it a shot and i drove to three of them and all i found was levi's knockoff bands and i was <laughs> <laughs> so i came in i was like oh man but that was the no we found some we found some yeah that was the thrill of the hunt you know yeah yeah no, that's but we found them before but i'm talking about right now Brian. like you know like oh, just today so uh, that's why yeah. i was like yeah so i was on the hunt today <laughs> yeah did did you ever find any crazy sneakers at, at ross um patrick um i was trying to think of that i think the only things i again going back to basketball shoes and stuff were probably avias avias whatever you want to call them uh -huh. um, with the cantilever that was like a basketball shoe that i wore so i really after the fake jordan's I think my next pair were the Worthy uh, Express, the New Balance, the the seven forties, the seven forties, yeah, oh, the white and dope. blacks that, are, um, and then I think after that was a pair of Avias um, high tops, and then um, which I think were to, to answer your question, I'm pretty sure those were from Ross, um, and I, I want to say maybe I had some low tops. I mean, they used to be, you know, they had the LA gear and maybe some British Knights in there. They, they weren't carrying a lot of, there may have been some Reeboks in there. I mean, I remember having a pair of the phase one Reeboks, just like the white and silver. That was probably uh, 
sixth grade or so too. That must've been my school shoe because they were nicer. Um, but really after that, I would say I really got into Converse. I mean, definitely uh, the weapon was a huge, again, it goes back to our neighbor friend. He was a big Larry Bird fan and Larry Bird wore the black weapons. And so mm-hmm. we wanted those. And I remember, I think it was seventh grade, they'd ordered some for the team because again, back then you didn't, you, you had to like work a discount with the Foot Locker person or find a, an independent sporting goods store in order for the team. So everybody had the same shoe and I ordered a pair and I want, it was the white and red. That was our school colors. And I wanted that wep, white and red weapon so badly and something happened. The order got screwed up and they returned our money. I, I never, never did get a pair. But then later I started getting, I, I continued to wear cons like to play basketball in. So all kinds of the, the ERX, the 200, 300. I think the last ones I had were the super high top. It was the magic Johnson. I don't know if it was the four or 500. It had the blue, the energy, whatever their technology was. Yeah. 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 I know what you're talking about. The one that had um, the, like, the little like cover over the laces type thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the arrow, arrow jam. Was it? Well, that was the, the grandmama, but it was around oh, the same yeah, time. Right, the technology yeah, yeah. at the bottom, it looked almost like a, now I think yeah. it looked like a tide pod or something. Yeah, it had kind of a right. blue and white swirl. But it was a red and white, and I, I forget because they're ERX three, four, five hundred. Anyway, um, and then we it got into the Nike stuff again with the uh, the Barkley one eighties, um, the air the Air Flight eighty nine highs or ninety foot highs. Um, we, it seemed like it was always Nike. Yeah. What, what was the, the 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 like the last retro that you got excited about? Where you were like, "Damn, I, I can't wait to get these in hand." That's part of the problem with having so many shoes. Again, going back, I just you know I don't have that. I mean, definitely um, those those new those five fifties, the New Balance at the Imi uh, Leon Door. I, I I mean you know as soon as they get to be that hard to get, I mean I just I don't have any connection with that shoe. Is the thing like everyone's okay. acting like they're the greatest thing that's ever come. Mm-hmm. Does anybody really ever had they seen them or worn them before? the tastemakers decided that this is the shoe that everybody's going to love. No. So, I mean, I would probably say I got that pair that Bodega sent me the forums, the forum. Oh I. yeah. Those are so great. And the, the Adidas, the 84s, uh, this is the, so it was the one after the forum, the, oh, the okay, highs, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the, the ones that they're pushing high. now. They're they're Yeah. It's, it's got the strap that goes across uh-huh. the ankle and it's, it's the Bodega collab. So it's like premium and feels more like what I want, because that was another shoe I, re- I remember wanting was the, uh, the Patrick Ewing uh, Adidas that he had the, the rivalries and the attitudes um, partly cause I'm a Mets fan and it was white, orange and blue. And so it was just mm-hmm. like everything I wanted, never had them. And then I, I got it recently. Um, but again, like I got the, I got the lows, the rivalry lows and um, got them off StockX for cheap and then Those put them so on cool. and yeah. it killed my foot, man. I couldn't even wear them the whole day. I was like, God, I, you know, I look forward to this. I'm so excited. They look so good, but I, I don't have time to kill my feet all day. Yeah. yeah. I wore those today. Actually the rivalry lows. Yeah. I got the, yeah. yeah the, the white with the, uh, the white with the gray. I actually got them at yeah. last too. Did you? <laughs> <99. You know>? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to pass them up. They, there's some, really, they're, they're like, uh, I don't know. They're one of the more underrated, uh, you know, retros of what this year, last year, whatever you want to call it. I really yeah. like the rivalries, yeah. Especially yeah. the lows. I, I think the lows, like, it, it looks really cool, especially for a wide footer like me, because I like a lot of those <laughs> Adidas. But man, I, I'm busting out the seams outside of you know. What I mean? Yeah, a lot of really narrow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you should you should see this guy wear like uh, sock sock liner shoes, like boost or something. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> I would never. 
looks like a, it looks like a just big old plot. It's just ah, it's terrible. Man, well, I, that's I would have to say Boost was one of those things when that came out and whenever two fifteen sixteen, I, I was pretty blown away. I mean, there was it was kind of right before it was the black of the OG pair. Someone recommended yeah. them, and I grabbed them. I was getting ready to go on a trip, and man, I mean, that was like one of the biggest changes I remember for, as far as comfort and stuff goes. Of going, wow, the, pur- is- the purple and black ones, or the uh, the energy boost, the yellow and, and black ones. No, the purple and black, oh, okay. the straight Ultra OG yeah. Ultra Boost, yeah. yeah. And then I ended up getting the, I think the gray pair right after that too, and then one of the orange pairs. Like I wanted them all because I just want. That's all I wanted to wear all the time, especially when I was going on for trips, um, trips for work, but. Yeah, man, it's it's that was, it was cool, but then you know, like everything else, it's just got to get run into the ground, man. Got to kill it, repeat it, make it. it hyped, and it's like, okay, I don't need any more pairs. Yeah, the the recent iterations of the boost are just trash, man. It's just like it's really, it, it's Adidas is horrible. Yeah, well, they got that big old they, yeah, they got that big old chunky heel. They look like a they look like an Adidas two seventy. That's terrible. <laughs> and yeah. I, I I don't really I'm not a big fan of the two seventy. I prefer the original two seventy, the Air Max ninety three. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Well, Patrick, I appreciate you. Uh, we want to be respectful of your time. Appreciate you taking the time to yeah, do I'm this. Good. Man. I'm this good. is super super fun. If if you could uh, maybe like just to 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 sell us off here, could you could you give us your your current sneaker rotation? If you have a rotation, or do you just kind of look at your wall and you're like, eh, "Let me try these today." Um, yeah, I mean, so I showed it in the video. Keep going back to that, but just like there's a point of reference that you know, I have the shoes downstairs. Which at the beginning, when I first did it, I wanted to display like all the cool stuff. So I had like my whole Reebok Classics collection there. But then I realized that the sun was coming in. It was getting a little, I was like, no, 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 oh, we yeah, got to yeah. protect these. So <laughs> eventually it's, it's constantly rotating, which is a process because I have the boxes for those upstairs uh, in the attic above that. But then I have the rest of the stuff up here upstairs in another room. So like just to move them is, you know, I got to go upstairs, get the box, put them back in the box. And so you know, I've kind of just settled in to where um, uh, a lot of club sees. Uh, you mentioned the the classic legacy the Reebok, sort of the Aztec yeah. looking. I like those a lot. Uh, I've been wearing them a lot. The modern ones? Yeah, the modern tech on them. Mine are supposed to come in tomorrow. I'm super excited. Yeah, it's, it's, I like them a lot. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Saucony. You know, I, I, I talked to Re- about Reebok a lot, but I feel like Saucony definitely is under the radar. I especially appreciate the way that they um, engage with the community. I feel like, you know, people think of these big companies, but when you come to find out, there's really not that many people at some of them doing a lot of work. And Saucony to me is kind of one of those companies that say, you know, what, we're not going to be Nike. We're not going to be Adidas. Let's be who we are. And instead of, you know, let's engage with the community. And if you follow them at all, Saucony Originals, they do it all the time. They feature people. They respond to comments. I mean, to I me, that's that. what social yeah. media is supposed to be. Um, so I, a lot of them, they did the Grid Web, which I love, the Azura 2000. Been wearing a lot of that. Uh, they recently brought back the Jazz, but they redid it sort of more to the original, the Jazz 81, which is, you think of the jazz as kind of, you know, a throwaway, I don't say a throwaway shoe, One but of the you cheapest know, shoes you can the like lower it. end. Yeah. yeah. That you're going to find at urban outfitters. Well, they did a good, really good job of upgrading all the materials, completely redoing mm. it, making it. And it's still only like 80 bucks. So, you know, things like that, I get more excited about, yeah. you know, to that point, than the shoe that I had to struggle to get, but that's a lot of what I wear. I mean, you know, I guess you could basically look at my Instagram feed and see what I wear almost daily, but, um, yeah, and if, any if it, and if anybody wants to follow Patrick on Instagram, it's uh, Sneaker Grandpa. Yeah, at Sneaker Grandpa. 
So yes, and I'm not a grandpa. I had to point that out. Yeah, you are. Funny. You're still very young. <laughs> talking about grandpa, I was like, grandpa. Yeah. No, do we still have time? Yeah, still got plenty of time. You still have time? No, you still have to tell us the story behind that. About behind what? Sneaker Grandpa? Go right ahead. Sneaker Grandpa, yeah. So back in 2012, 2013, there were actually some penny sites, some penny auction sites that were doing sneakers. I don't know if you guys have seen or heard of those. There was one called Sneaker Jack. There was another called One Cent Kicks. And I don't know how much y'all are familiar with penny auctions, but, you know, it's it's an interesting concept. So basically, these two companies were – we're doing it, but with sneakers. And so at night they would throw up a variety, either one shoe and you could choose certain number of sizes or a variety of shoes and whoever won got to pick that shoe. And so, you know, again, to me, it was, a, it was an outlet in the evening for me to sit there and just sit there and bid. And I had kind of figured out the, you know, obviously the more bids you have, you're going to have a better chance of winning, but also just strategies of sort of how to, how to win. And so I started winning quite a bit and some of it I was winning because there were shoes that I wanted. Some of them, there were shoes that I would, you know, a LeBron big bang or something. I don't want those, but guess what? I can sell that and get three pairs of shoes that I do want. So mm-hmm. that's when I kind of got introduced to a little bit of resale. I'm like, well, if everybody else is doing it, then, you know, I'm going to get into it a little bit too. So anyway, one night I won a, a, a big auction. I don't know what it was. And at the time my Twitter uh, picture had me with my daughters hugging me with my gray beard. And so, <laughs> They retweeted, somebody did, and my girls were little at the time. I mean, they're right now they're what, 12 and 10. So, you know, they're not mm-hmm. that old, but at the time they were even smaller. And so they, the, whatever, I don't remember which side it was, but they retweeted congratulations to, you know, Patrick on the win. And some kid replies back, <laughs> enjoy the sneakers, enjoy the sneakers, grandpa. <laughs> and so a bunch of us just started laughing. We're like, there you go. There it is sneaker grandpa i'm gonna go with it and so instead of taking it as an insult i'm just gonna make it my thing and then it's funny because for instagram i created a whole other account after all that and i only showed pictures of shoes i never showed my face never anything people who knew me knew who it was but like for the in general so it was like this interesting concept and i think of the old guy now the streetwear grandpa or whatever that does it where everybody knows who yeah, he yeah. is but you know <laughs> so you only had this name with this avatar that wasn't a, a picture of me and just shoes daily 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 and so it wasn't really until I did the sneak peek that anybody knew what I looked like. And it wasn't by design. It just kind of the way it worked out. So it was funny. <laughs> That's crazy. That's funny. You turn a negative into a plus. Yeah. Why not have fun with it? You know what I mean? All right. David, you got any questions for uh, any final questions for, for Patrick here? No. I mean, Anything else you want to bring up? Uh, I mean, we- how are you how are you enjoying the group, Patrick? sneaker enthusiast yeah i enjoy facebook it. group are you in the group yeah i'm in there i'm not i'm not very active i mean okay. I, you know i have to say uh there's a couple a few groups that i'm you know more have been more active with in the past and some guys i've actually gotten to be friends with like when i would go to I've been in new york and like four guys just came out and met us for lunch you know just because we knew each other from the group said hey guys i'm in town we'll we'll come meet you i went out to la met a couple people out you know you're in town okay we'll we'll eat so i just but I just, I haven't been exact. And, and again, sometimes it's those conversations. Like, I don't even want to get into it. Like, I don't want to discuss mids versus highs or, you know, what's, what's hype right now. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying, I'm not dogging. I'm just saying like, sometimes it's just, you jump into the conversation and it's not going to stop. So you, yeah. you can't, you can't get off the Ferris wheel and it, you, people, people take things the wrong way. And so it's just kind of like, eh, I'm not going to take that bait. I'm going to, 
I mean, I'm gonna, I read, I look at, you know, what's out there, but yeah, it seems cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we closed it. We closed it. It's not, it's not oh, searchable anymore. So, okay, cool. So it's now, now it's literally just a, a core of 6,000 people and, and, <laughs> and, you know, we weed out the, uh, the, the bad ones basically and, and try to just <laughs> yeah. keep it highly active and, and keep it about sneakers and no, there's no selling. And I'm, you know, I'm glad that, that you're enjoying it and you were able to like, meet up with somebody that's that's amazing man yeah yeah no um, it's cool it's it's been fun people laugh about when i said you know that i gotten some deals off of facebook groups and facebook yeah who does facebook anymore like well, actually you know a lot of us do now that you kids have moved on to uh whatever <laughs> snapchat and tiktok and whatever else the, the adults have kind of taken over here and we're we're enjoying it for what it's supposed to be so that's yeah. funny it's cool though now i'm gonna definitely I'll try and be more active and uh, get to know people a little more. So yeah, for sure, Facebook groups are for are under underrated, hundred percent. Um, yeah. So thanks so much, Patrick, for for doing this, man. Uh, yeah. We got a split. We got another interview, and uh, and really, I hope to meet you in the like in person at some point in the future. I don't know. Yeah, man. Maybe we'll do like a, a meetup or something, David. We're, we're gonna do a tour. We're gonna do a, a Texas tour. <laughs> Yeah, I, man. I, I want I want to hear about all this barbecue you guys have down there. And stuff. <laughs> well, that's one of the things I've been working on while the, during the pandemic is I got a, a smoker and I've been working on doing grilling myself just because I need something to pass the time sometimes. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. If y'all y'all hit me up, you got my information. So when if y'all come through, let me know. I'd love to meet up. I, I I try and do the same thing when somebody says, "Hey, I'm in Austin," you know. Well, let's meet up at Kicking It um, or you know wherever else and or, or break bread together whatever it is it's 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 there's something back to your point uh, that's cool about that where you kind of are just at ease because you have this connection yeah well well uh since covid since covid's over already in texas we'll be there very soon (laughs) yeah yeah right (laughs) yeah no i got i got my second shot last week so i'm i'm okay for right now but yeah Yeah. no people i don't know it's crazy man it's it's interesting times man that's a whole nother podcast (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, really. <laughs> all right, Pat. Thanks so much, man. No, yeah, thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it, man. All right, brother. Take it easy, man. Yeah, enjoy the rest of your evening. All right. Later, later guys. See ya. Bye-bye. Wasn't that fun? Just, you know, I know our podcasts are usually like linear and we usually interview our guests in a kind of like, you know, we cover like career accolades and and this and that. But I feel like this episode was, was dope because it was literally just three dudes talking about kicks. We kind of sounded like three grumpy old guys at one point, but you know, it's whatever. We all love sneakers and we were just shooting the shit and talking about sneakers. It was really, really fun. Uh, we really enjoyed having Sneaker Grandpa on. So thanks to him for being on the show. If you've been listening to this podcast for a minute now, uh, it would really mean the world to us if you left us a review and a rating on iTunes or wherever it is you listen to podcasts, because it would really, really help out Nacho and I. And also, I would love to read your review out loud here on the show because we're just starting out and we don't have that many reviews. So leave us a review and we'd love to hear from you and I'd, I'd love to to read it out. I think it would be fun. So if you have the time, leave us a review on iTunes. It would really, really help us out. All right, guys, that's it for today's show. We will see you next Sunday with another banger episode. Hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. Me and Nacho will catch you on the next one. So have a marvelous rest of your evening, morning noon night wherever it is you are in the world thank you guys so much for listening and we'll catch you guys on the next one peace